Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Radio Live, where we are bringing you a live broadcasting show from Tioga, North Dakota, at St. Thomas Church, with Father Corey Nelson and Good morning, Good morning, Seminarian Stephen Vetter. Hello, good morning. So I've got a, a couple co-hosts this morning. This is Lori Leffer. So um, this morning we have a wonderful broadcast for you. You are not going to want to miss it. Um, if uh, you haven't done so, I'm not sure what you're listening on, but text all your friends and your relatives and um, uh, have them come on. There's the app, the Real Presence Radio app, and that is a wonderful tool that we have for you. If not, uh, please join us on yourcatholicradiostation.com. And uh, with that, Father, good morning. Good morning. It's we, good to be where, be with you on this broadcast this morning. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have a lineup today. We do. We have we do. Some, some from your parish. Yep. We have, uh, we'll keep you in a little bit of suspense, someone who is a non-profit fundraiser who has ha- hit a million, Father, a wow. million, and S- Stephen, over there. Don't fall asleep wow. on me there, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. I know it's early in the morning. <laughs> and then we're going to be talking about Mary and her mantle, a consecration to her mantle, and a little bit about what that entails. We've got uh, a Pope story for you. And uh, we have got a rodeo going on this, excuse me, this weekend. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Great. We love rodeos. Yeah. So go ahead, Father. Uh, yeah. You you have a little bit of an interesting yeah. uh, uh, story to share with us. Yeah. We, we, you know, talking about the rodeo, we, you know, we all like the outdoors, and this is July. Yes. We do a lot of celebrating North Dakota outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to the lakes and our cabins and, yeah. and uh, hunting. Absolutely. Hun- hunting is coming up, and you have a hunting story. <laughs> I do. I got hunting stories. I got fishing stories. Yeah, they're uh, amazing thing. Growing up, you know, I always had a a love for God and nature, and I, uh, going out hunting, fishing, it was just it always brought me such peace. Being out in nature, I always recognized the beauty of God's creation, um, and just just really feeling his presence out in in the outdoors and and so in that there's been opportunities where god has made himself very visible clear to me and so as we were thinking of things to talk about it the lord kind of put it on my heart to share some of these stories of of how he's acted in my life um in the outdoors and so figured we could share some of those and i love to share these with like kids and things to teach them about guardian angels and the saints and things like that um, because God is active in our lives, and he wants to be active in our lives if we open ourselves to him. And, and so he's given me that opportunity to witness that, to see it firsthand, um, his activity, his action, even in the outdoors, uh, things I love to do. And so 
as I was telling Lori before uh, we got together for this show, I was tell- sharing one of the stories with her, and um, one that I love to share with kids about guardian angels. And um, as I shared with Lori, the uh, uh, before I was I was just a young seminarian at the time. A couple of these stories I'll share were I was a young seminarian, just entered seminary, maybe a year or two. Um, I I spend so much time in the outdoors. I mean, obviously I still went to mass and things like that on Sundays as a Catholic. But uh, when I could get outdoors on my days off from work or whatever uh, from school, I would be on the outdoors because I just found my peace and my recreation you could say I was being recreated when I was in the outdoors um, and so one of the stories was I actually I was back for Christmas break uh, as a seminarian young seminarian I still had a I have another dog now if any of you know me I got my dog Ruger he's a beautiful red lab um, and at that time I had a black lab who I had his name was Drake I named him after a duck you know a male duck <laughs> and, and Ruger is my new one is named after a gun company, right? So, but Drake, he was an awesome hunting dog. He was a he had a nose to get pheasants. You know, he was a he was a he loved to swim. He'd go and get ducks and geese and things like that. And so it was always a joy for me to, when I got home, to get Drake and now Ruger, obviously out in the outdoors. It's it, it's it's amazing to me to watch these animals that God created work. You know, doing what they is in their nature how they retrieve, how they love to hunt birds and, and things like that and use their noses to find them and, and things like that. Well, so on Christmas break, I, uh, we went pheasant hunting. Me and Father Adam Mouse, a good friend of mine who was a seminarian at the time, we went hunting um, down by Washburn over Christmas break, down along the river there in Washburn. Um, and we were hunting pheasants at one of his buddies' uh, places there. And um, we got into some pheasants along the river there. We were having a good time. Um, but it was at that time of the year where, um, you know, the river doesn't totally freeze over usually in the wintertime, uh, at least at that point it wasn't frozen. But there was a crust of ice along the shore of the river. And, the, you know, the current was going strong in the river and all that. And so we kind of had to say to each other, you know, don't shoot any birds over the water because the dog's going to want to go after it. And then there's ice there, and he's not going to, how is he going to get out? Things like that. So um, so we were pretty good. We didn't shoot anything that was going over the water, that flew out over the water. We just let him go. Um, and uh, we were kind of getting towards the end of the hunt after about three, four hours, and a little more tired, a little more. We just wanted to get a couple more birds to fill our limits, you know, or whatever. Uh, and so we got just kind of let down my guard <laughs> and uh, had, a, had a nice, beautiful rooster get up in front of me and took off uh, over this thing of water, and I, I shot at it, and I knocked it down, um, and it, it landed right on the edge of this ice that was right along the river. And... And my dog, Drake, just took off. You know, you couldn't stop him, obviously. He's doing what he loves to do. And uh, he went in, and he, he slid right into the, right into the river. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, oh, no. And uh, as I was watching Drake, as he was, he was fighting the current, he'd swim back to where we were, you know. Um, but he couldn't get back up because the ice was, it was thin enough where he was breaking through it, but it was thick enough where he, you know, he couldn't get back to the shore. He was out from me about 20 yards. The ice went out about 20 yards. And, uh, 
And it was just sick. I couldn't. I was watching him struggle, try to get up on the ice. He couldn't yeah. get up on the ice. There's nothing I could do. I didn't have a rope to throw to him. You Stomach's know, or, turning at this time. And I couldn't go get him because I would have been swept down river and drowned. You know, and things like that. And I'm just like sick to my stomach. And uh, and so we watched this for like 10 minutes. My dog getting kind of swept downstream a bit with the fast current and fighting his way back, and then trying to climb up on the ice and he kept breaking through and I was like oh no I'm gonna lose my dog you know it was just made me sick and uh and I just felt really hopeless at that time I was like what do I do there's nothing I can do to help this dog you know and I'm like I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch my dog die in front of me that's horrible <laughs> you know so uh and immediately as I was thinking that I had that dread that kind of came over me it was just a very powerful just kind of intuition or thought came to me and I just kind of clearly heard my soul pray to your guardian angel. And I was just like, okay, this is my last, my last bet. You know? so, so I said, I said, guardian angel, please save my dog. And I guarantee you it wasn't like a second after I prayed that prayer. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's like something shoved my dog out of the water and he was right back up on the ice and he was shaking off and, and doing all that. It was amazing. amazing. And it, it, I still, I, I remember when I was sitting there and looking at this, I'm just like, did that just happen? Like, I, it was so surreal. It was like, he was struggling, he was already kind of bobbing underwater because he's getting tired, you know, fighting the, the current and the, um, trying to get up on the ice and things like that. And it was just like something just came from behind him and <laughs> knocked him out of the water or pulled him up. I don't know what, which, what, which it was, but uh, all I know is that he was out of the water a second after I prayed that prayer and he was shaken off. And I was like, holy cow. And I, and I knew from that moment on, it's like, I don't realize, you know, how powerful our guardian angels are and how under we we don't utilize them enough we don't pray to them enough and so that really sparked a greater devotion to my guardian angel i mean i always prayed the guardian angel prayer you know going to bed things like that as a kid but i don't think i really ever took it to heart how powerful these beings are that god put there for us and um and so it was a great uh, a wake-up call for me, I guess, to see that I can pray to my guardian angel and he can help me out of this situation mm-hmm. if it's God's will, you yeah. know. And so, um, so I experienced that in a very powerful way. And it was just an amazing thing. And every time I, whenever we come to the Feast of the Guardian Angels, I usually share that story with, you know, uh, children or, or um, you know, the CCD kids, things like that. Um, and they're always just amazed, like, wow, you know, because <laughs> that's what it was. For me, it was wow, you know, and, and so I'm still struck with that. And, and uh, I'm constantly reminded of that image and, and what God did for me in that moment of when I felt uh, that despair almost, that loss, uh, that I'm going to watch my dog die. <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden, he took it. He changed the situation completely like that with the snap of a finger, just because I had faith that my guardian angel could do that for me. Yeah. You know, and and so that was huge for me. Um, and God constantly is. I mean, I could say. I mean, I could probably tell five different stories of where I should have died in a car accident or something. And I know my guardian angel was working overtime. You know, things like that. Um, and it's it just amazes me uh, how active God is in our lives that we just sometimes we can miss him. You know, and especially and me in the outdoors. I've seen it time and time again with hunting stories or fishing stories or whatever. And it's just um, it's an amazing thing. And so so that's that's one of the stories of of a, the guardian angel in my life who is working actively, <laughs> helping me in a situation when I needed him most. Um, um, and I, as I come to realize, like, you know, it had to come to that point where it's like, 
this is, I need God to act or it's not going to happen. It's get, you know, it's to that point where if I can't physically make it happen myself and it's impossible for me to do something, that's the moment when God will step in and take care if it's, you know, his will at that point. And, and so, um, there was nothing I could have done to save my dog. And so I had to just have faith that yeah. Jesus could do that, that the, my angel would do that for me. Um, and so that was an act of, you know, God's goodness in my life. He just, he said, pray to your guardian angel or whatever. And so, um, Is, isn't it amazing? So, so how long after that did you decide that you need to go into the seminary? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I was already in the seminary. Oh, right. That's yep. right. You yep. Were... So I was already in for, I was probably like second year, uh, college at that point. So, so what um, did, did that, I mean, when you went back, did you share that story right away or did, did I shared it, it with those closest in? to me and things like that? Yeah, yeah. I shared it, I think with my parents and some friends and, but it really didn't, I mean, I shared it from time to time, kind of when those things would come up when we talk about guardian angels or things yeah. like that. And I said, oh, I got a story for you about guardian angels, you know? <laughs> um, and so now it's amazing. God uses that anytime, like uh, you know, somebody talks about a guardian angel or something. It's like I feel like I'm prompted to share that story mm-hmm. with them to mm-hmm. increase their faith uh, and their guardian angel's help and assistance or what. Um, and so God uses that uh, still to this day. And, and isn't it amazing? Yeah. Um, the Bible tells us, Father, that we have guardian angels that are assigned to us mm-hmm. right when He creates us yep. in heaven. Yep before we know that we are to be born. Exactly. Isn't that beautiful? That yeah. God loves us so much that before he even creates us, he already has a special helper ready for us to, to guide us, to lead us to back to him and to protect us, you yeah. know? And so guardian angels are huge, you know, they're huge in our life. And, and we should be thanking God uh, daily for our guardian angels, for yeah. all that they do for us. Because when we get to heaven someday, God willing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, we're going to see all that our guardian angel has done for us, how they've protected us, how they've helped us, how they prayed for us in tough times, you know, and led us and, and kind of kept directing us back to God. Or, or kept, um, kept us from a moment that we didn't us. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. We, yeah, we wouldn't even know otherwise, that yeah. they kind of helped us to avoid that situation. You know, we think of, we kind of joke about it, you know, maybe it's like, oh, I got stuck at a train for 10 minutes, you know. Well, what was God protecting me from? Maybe it was a car accident. 10 miles down the road or whatever you know who knows exactly like we will see those opportunity or those instances where our guardian angel intervened on our behalf uh to protect us and and so yeah it's an amazing thing yeah Yeah, i always uh i was in a car accident when i was younger and uh, i won't go into the story or anything but Mm -hmm. definitely had guardian angel there absolutely Um, it was a tremendous it impacted the rest of my life. Yeah. And um, I tell you, uh, I every morning mm-hmm. I thank my guardian angel all day long. Yeah. I uh, every time I go into a vehicle, wow. yeah, that guardian angel's there. Okay. Well, everybody, um, we are coming upon. We're going to take a break here in a moment, and we will be back to speak with Stephen Vetter and Father mm-hmm. together, and they have some more stories for us. <laughs> okay. We'll see you right after this. <laughs> Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. In today's world, we are enslaved to addiction. I'm Father Chris Alar. Alcoholism, pornography, and drug abuse have become the master of millions of lives, maybe even your own. Addiction has led to countless deaths by overdose and suicide. So what can be done about it? Victims often explain they are searching to escape the troubles of this world, or they are trying to find a form of ecstasy. Unfortunately, these enslavers provide neither. The experience is only pseudo, a fleeting imitation of an authentic spiritual experience. There's only one true spiritual experience that can provide fulfillment, and when you find it, you will find hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. We hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back here to St. Thomas and Tioga. This is Father Nelson, the pastor here. Uh, we're going to bring in Stephen Vetter, the seminarian for the Diocese of Bismarck, who is joining me, who has joined me this summer here. It's been great to have Stephen. He's been a great blessing to me and to this parish and to our parishes in Ray and, and Powers Lake. And so, welcome, Stephen. Hello. Good morning. Thank you, Father, for yeah. introducing me. <laughs> you bet. Uh, do you want to share a bit about yourself, Stephen, or uh, tell us... Um, how your experience has been here in, in Tioga, Ray, and Powers Lake this summer. Sure. Um, yeah, so thank you. I'm, I'm Stephen Vetter. Um, some of you may know me. I'm from the Vetter clan down by Linton. Um, and so I'm in, uh, I'll be going into second theology uh, this fall over in Rome. So I'll be there for my second year. Um, I was not supposed to come back this summer, uh, but because of uh, the COVID-19 the North American College closed um, in March, and so I was able to be here with Father Corey uh, in Tioga uh, for the Triduum, for the Easter Triduum. So uh, that was a great gift to me. Um, but yeah, the summers uh, went extremely fast. It, it doesn't feel like four months. Um, but uh, yeah, we've we've done all sorts of things. I, I was thinking about it uh, over the last week, uh, all the things that we've done, and uh, uh, yeah, kind of to start out with, uh, probably the most beautiful thing for me is that uh, I got to see uh, all seven sacraments this summer. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, Father Father Corey and I, we got to do a baptism, uh, a wedding, uh, all small groups, of course, under 10 people. Um, I've seen uh, confirmation, first communion, first reconciliation. Um, yeah, and then I was I able to make it to our priestly ordinations uh, in Bismarck with Bishop Kagan. That was a great gift. Um, yeah, and, and, and then actually just a few weeks ago, I got to see anointing of the sick at the hospital. We were able to go in, so... Yeah, it's a great experience for a seminarian to be in the parishes in the summer. That was always a, a joy for me, I know, as a young seminarian. Um, yeah, Stephen, tell us some of the things we've done around here since we've had COVID going on. Um, we've done some great projects around the, the rectory and the parish here in St. Thomas uh, because it's needed it, needs some updating, and we had lots of free time. And so we, we've been working hard around here, kind of fixing things up, and maybe you can share some of those things we've done. We've even put out YouTube videos on some things we did just to kind of make some fun of it, you know, and, and let people see what we were doing. But it's been fun. Yeah, no, it's been great. So uh, when I got here, uh, the end of March, I started making a to-do list for Father and I to do, because I like doing projects. And Yep. And uh, needless to say, the to-do list never got any shorter, and it uh, <laughs> kept getting added. To yeah, it. <laughs> kept getting added. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've done all sorts of things. So we started with a raised planter bed because we figured we'd do a little gardening for the summer, since we had more time. Uh, we did that. Uh, we built a little well house on the parish property. Um, we uh, didn't lose any fingers, but maybe we got close a couple times. Yeah, I almost did that one um, time, building yep. that well house. Yeah. <laughs> With the saw. With the saw. Yep. Um, yeah, um, actually just uh, yesterday evening we put a new garage door on mm. Father's garage. Yep. Um, it was definitely a need. Uh, <laughs> one of the previous pastors was to hit it, and so it was all kinked, and it was all... <laughs> cockeyed and and uh it had light coming through it and so i had to get snow in there in the winter time and things that would blow in and so it was time <laughs> so yeah it was nice to get that done last night uh, yeah so but we've done tons of things we've done we redid all the lighting in the parish uh, we've added led lighting fixtures in the rectory um we the bathroom we had a roof leak uh bad <laughs> we had a flat roof for many years and just last summer we finally put a pitched roof and all that on and new uh, steel stone coated steel tile roofing which looks great and it kind of looks the parish as it always should have looked it's got it kind of matches the structure of the church now with the peaks and things um, and so that looks great now now we had to fix all the stuff that went wrong <laughs> underneath that roof and so there were tiles in the bathroom and things that were stained and and water uh, damaged and so we fixed those and fixed the lighting in the, the bathrooms and yeah and all a, kinds lot of of a, a lot of painting a lot of painting a lot of painting not my favorite yeah. uh, or father's i don't think but yeah. well, we got through it yeah so yeah it's been a great summer having steven he's been a great help uh, a hard worker so We've been talking about the outdoors, Stephen, uh, stories, and uh, shared one of my stories. Uh, is there anything you could share with us about your experience of God in the outdoors? Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, so the same thing, as I, as I was thinking about the outdoors, as you were talking about the outdoors, um, uh, yeah, it, it uh, brought back a memory um, from Rome, from this spring, actually, uh, in February, uh, late February, early March, when... Uh, when everything started to change with, with, with the COVID virus. Um, you know, so Rome shut down earlier than America did. Um, and so we were on lockdown uh, within the seminary walls for two weeks. Um, 
And and during those two weeks, you know, when when everything's changing and you're like, oh boy, you know, what's what's going to happen? Am I going to be stuck in Rome for many years, or am I going to go home? All those sorts of questions. Um, the thing that uh, I found uh, greatest enjoyment in, and 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 uh, and a real source of peace was just going outside. Um, being outside, we have a great campus uh, at the college there in Rome. It's probably you know about ten acres with beautiful trees and birds chirping, mm-hmm. um, and and any time I would feel uh, kind of that anxiety welling up, you know, of of uh, what's going to happen with my life or um, how am I going to get these these things done X Y Z. The greatest gift to me was always to just go out and uh, listen to the birds chirp, you know, mm-hmm. uh, prayer prayer walking rosary. Um, yeah, some something to that effect. Uh, yeah, and it was always amazing to me how I could go on a little twenty-minute walk uh, and go back in and and be completely at peace. Uh, yeah. yeah, with God's plan, you know. Like I'm, I'm ready. I guess. Yeah. I guess if I got to stay here for ten years, yeah. I got to stay. Uh, yeah. But in the midst of that, he was not that beautiful. How God is so good um, that He gives us things like birds to chirp that bring us peace and joy and fulfillment, you know, and, and I'm the same way. It's like when I'm getting, like when I was at seminary and, and things were just getting like heavy and tough, you know, and that it's like, I just needed to get out of the, get out of the the place and just go in the outdoors and just, just be at peace and uh, let the birds chirp and just find enjoyment in that, you know, or, or go out during a snowstorm or something and just let the snow hit you in the face, you know, just little things like that. How God's those are all a gift to us from God, you know, um, and, and we can we should thank Him for those things. And, and God, a, God's time instead of our time. Yes, uh, yeah, away right. from the phone, away from <laughs> the tablets, exactly. away from yeah, where we can just kind of yeah let go of all that stuff in our lives that kind of weighs us down, you know, and and just kind of be at peace in nature and just recognize the beauty of that God has given us in His creation. It's yeah. a, it's always been a huge. That's me. a wonderful insight, Stephen. I, and, and Father, um, how all of this, I noticed that too with all this COVID stuff, that uh, everybody's been brought to basics. Yeah. But let's start from the basics again mm-hmm. and, and reevaluate. Yeah, it's been... It's been, I think it's been a great blessing in disguise, you know, not that I'm saying COVID's a blessing, but um, what God can do with those opportunities, you know, and I've heard from parishioners and things like that, how, how it's brought their families closer together. They actually have time to eat a meal together, things like that. And, and so I see the blessing that God can bring out of something that's, you know, uh, scary and frightening to people. And, um, and so if it means getting rid of some of those activities that, keep us away from each other and from what's most important. I, I can see that as a blessing in disguise, you know, that God is doing something through that and he's bringing families closer together through that and allowing them to spend more time and just have a meal together, you know, things they should be doing um, because we get so busy with things in our lives that um, we forget those things that are most important, you know, family and God, prayer, you know, yeah, we got prayer. time to do more of that. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, and I think that's the... Uh yeah, probably the biggest thing for me, uh, right, that God's creation um, reminds us all of his presence, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we get anxious and stuff, is because we forget that he's actually with us, yeah, right? He's the, with us all the time. Yeah, yeah that there's someone there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's why the uh, creation is so good, because it kind of helps me uh, in a natural human way uh, to be reminded of the supernatural reality, right? That. Yep. That God never leaves us abandoned or anything, you know, and and uh, 
Yeah, and I think uh, in some ways that's what the virus has done is taken away all the all the noise and all that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we kind of have a choice of uh, whether we want to recognize God's presence mm-hmm. in our lives, you know, or, or if we want to kind of fill it up again or, yeah. you know. And that's what always amazes me. It's like, how can, how can you not, people that don't believe in God, I mean, I just go in the outdoors and I'm just blown away by the beauty of nature and, and all that. And and it's like, how could you think that a God could didn't create this? You know, it's just too beautiful, too awesome. You know, you go to the mountains or whatever. This just didn't happen, you know? And it's yeah. it's like, it always, it just lifts my soul up when I go in the outdoors, especially you go to see the mountains or something like that, just the majestic beauty. And that's just a, a taste of God's power and goodness and beauty, you know? And so uh, if that's how beauty, you know, God shows us beauty in this life, I can't wait to see how beautiful he is in on the next life. And so, um, so it just, it, it lifts my heart and my faith, you know, when I'm out in the outdoors and get to spend time recognizing the beauty of nature getting rid of all the noise as Stephen was talking about and the computers and all that stuff, you know, that really clouds and blinds are are the truth and reality of things. So yeah, it's stuff that we just can't take with us. It's just not Mm going to happen. Yep. So I don't know how God's going to recreate that for us. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I wonder sometimes if there are computers up there in heaven, but um, I hope not. I I (laughs) don't think so. That would be purgatory for me. You're going to stick, I, stick to this computer for eternity. <laughs> yeah, so. I think uh, technology up there is a little bit quicker and a little bit faster. I, I don't so think too. we have to exactly. worry about that. Well, um, if you're just joining us, uh, we are here live at St. Thomas Church in Tioga, North Dakota, with Father Corey Nelson and seminarian Stephen Vetter. And we have more to come. Uh, we are going to spe- be speaking with someone who is a... Uh, fundraiser, a non-profit fundraiser who has hit a million dollars. So join us on the other side of this break that's coming up. And uh, he's he's amazing. He's got an amazing story, this man. Uh, Father, any final thoughts with this segment? Um, yeah, just just recognizing, again, as we we're talking about God's beauty in nature, I just uh, ask everybody to take the opportunity today, you know, to if you're busy with work or whatever, just to, to go and take a walk or to spend some time just to listen to the birds chirp and thank God for that yeah. or thank Him for the sunshine. Uh, and just spend a few minutes with God and just thanking Him for His beauty and creation and that. And so yes. it's a good habit to get into because we should always have hearts of gratitude, right? Uh, and one of the ways that we can really show gratitude is just the beauty and peace in nature. And so maybe to, to spend a few minutes in nature today and, mm-hmm. and just recognize the sounds and the smells and the beauty around you and thank God for that, uh, that He has mm-hmm. given you that gift out of a, to show His love for you, right? And so yeah. we should thank Him for those gifts. And even through um, allergies and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's still... Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I've got uh, allergies, and um, that's just increased over years. Uh, and uh, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy the beauty. Sometimes I have to stay a little bit further away from something I'm not supposed to be next <laughs> sure, to. But, sure. um, yeah, Stephen, how about you? Yeah, um, yeah, I would encourage the same thing. Just... Uh, uh, it actually brings to mind uh, the practice of the presence of God by Brother Lawrence. It's a small book, um, but it had profound effects in my life. Um, yeah, just to be aware that God is always with you, uh, especially in nature, uh, in a very human way through our senses. So, um, yeah, it's a great reminder of our baptismal promise that God is always 
with us and he's never going to abandon us or mm-hmm. um, leave us to ourselves, you know, but uh, he's with us. Yeah. Yes, and he'll be with us right after this break. And uh, you are listening to Real Presence Live in Saint Tho- at St. Thomas, Thomas Church mm-hmm. in Tioga, North Dakota. Uh, we'll see you after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 